Hey folks, and welcome to Typology, the show on which we explore the story of you through the lens of the Enneagram. My name is Anthony Skinner, producer of the show. We've got another great one for you today. We've got a super exciting show for you today. This is the one you've been waiting for. This is four out of four in our couple series featuring Ian and Ann Cron as guests on Ian's own Typology podcast show with special guest host. More to come on that. So let me break this episode down for you. As you know, we've been doing a couple's emphasis for the last three weeks, and this is the fourth week. We've been emphasizing the IEQ9 couples report. It's a fantastic assessment for couples uh, to help you with your spouse, partner, dating relationship, fiance, whatever the combination might be there. This report will help you and your significant other understand each other better for sure. So this episode is split up into two parts. The first part is, of course, available to you now. To hear the second half of today's episode, all you need to do is go on over to typologyinstitute.com slash membership. Our Typology Institute members pay $15 a month or $150 a year. And for that, you get exclusive membership podcasts. You get an exclusive monthly newsletter. And every month you get to have a town hall Q&A with Ian. We discuss themes. You can do Q&A, any of your questions related to the Enneagram, related to life, spirituality, personality, podcast, whatever your questions are, you can bring them. We talk about everything on those town halls each month. We'd love to have you join. As a member, you get to hear this episode with Ian and Ann in its entirety. So check that out, typologyinstitute.com slash membership. Today, we're doing a deep dive with Ian and Ann Cron as guests on this show. And today's guest hosts are good friends and therapists, Michael and Julianne Cusick. Michael heads up Restoring the Soul that you hear about a lot on this program. Michael and Julianne are amazing. They're longtime dear friends of Ian and Anne, and you're going to get to hear from Ian in a brand new way, and Anne, who I know you've all been asking to hear from, so I know you're going to enjoy this episode. That's it for me, Anthony Skinner, and now here is Ian and Anne Cron with guest host Michael and Julianne Cusick. Welcome to Typology. I am your guest host, Michael John Cusick, along with my bride of 30 years, Julianne Cusick. Julianne, are you ready for another episode of Typology? Oh, I'm especially excited about today's episode with our special guests. Our special guests are Ian and Ann Cron. Let's give them a big welcome. Woo-hoo. Yes, welcome to your own show where we're hosting you. I know. And I'm we get excited to. about it. I love it. We love it too. It's like, to. it's like on the love boat in the 80s when they would have a special guest star there. And I never knew what that actually meant, that they were not just a guest star, but a special guest star. You guys are special guest stars. And the focal point here is that we're going to talk about marriage. We're going to get a glimpse into your marriage, the marriage of Ian and Ann Cron. And you guys are at how many years now? 33. Wow. Seems like... Longer. 
and 17 of those have been happily married, right? That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. right. Actually, 30, we've, had, we've had several marriages. That's right. Say more about that because we've had that conversation and there's actually a book about that, but say more about several marriages, Anne. Well, especially when you first get married and everything is blissful. So that would be the first marriage, right? The honeymoon phase. And then when you start to have children, then much of the focus is on them. That would be like the second marriage. And then, you know, multiple marriages after that, just in terms of the logistics. But I think for us um, and for me, because of the work that I've done through therapy and Al-Anon and lots of reading, and I feel like a completely different person. So I feel like I'm in a completely different marriage in the last, say, like four or five years. And has the Enneagram uh, played a part in that for you, Anne? Absolutely. I think that was initially sort of the starting place for me to figure myself out. It was just a great way to get a little bit more self-awareness and to start to understand why I did the things I did and said the things I said and those repeated patterns of behavior that I had had, you know, my whole life all of a sudden made sense and to understand also Ian and that really, really helped. And I think was the starting place for us to come to a better place in our marriage. And you said that you're a completely different person and Julianne and I are marriage therapists as we do intensive counseling. And we meet so many people that we talk to that they're saying in a negative way, I've become a completely different person. They've lost themselves. They've fused with their partner. They've become, you know, incredibly independent from their partner. And a question that I'd like both of you to answer is in what ways have you become different today from who you were 33 years ago? Do you want to go first? Golly. Well, I can answer that. I think initially and for a long time in our marriage, I was living out of a very uh, unhealthy nine space, merging, not really knowing what my preferences were, what my needs were, and giving over a lot of my myself to others and not really understanding that, that, that there was anything wrong with that. I just wasn't in touch with uh, who I really was as a person. And then kids came along and um, all of their needs. So I did feel like I was, wasn't living my own life. Uh, and in recent history, I think through therapy and being involved in Al-Anon, that has really helped me to recognize that, first of all, what I need to do is understand myself better and focus on me. And that's what happened when I went into the rooms in Al-Anon. I, I thought I was there to fix my kid. And what I came to understand is that, no, this is about working on you. And it really opened my eyes to so much about myself and it has really helped me to do a couple of things. One is to not take things personally, because I think I spent a lot of my marriage thinking that, you know, there was something wrong with me or I just couldn't deal with conflict. I couldn't deal with any sort of constructive criticism. And uh, I just kind of shoved all that down. And through the last four or five years, I've, I feel, I say I, I've did, a, I've done a 180 because um, I'm much more self-confident. I understand what it means to have compassion for myself and to be okay with not being okay sometimes and to be a little bit better 
around conflict, though it still makes me anxious. Um, I'm just in a much better space um, and feel like I'm a much more whole person. And I think I spent a lot of years living, you know, as kind of a, maybe a, a piece of a person. Hmm. Thank you for that. I appreciate your honesty on that. And Annie, as we've been together, the four of us, uh, several times over the last couple of years, I've, I've commented, and, and Julianne has seen this too, that you physically look different with that, that journey of becoming and awakening and um, having lost parts of yourself. It's just been really cool to see that come back and to come online again. Um, and I'm just smiling as I'm thinking about that and so grateful for the way that uh, there are so many opportunities for us to become, whether it's through Al-Anon, the Enneagram, therapy, reading books, having deep conversations with friends. It all goes into the hopper of, of this becoming. Can I jump in there? Because I've had a bird's eye seat to this, and it's been so beautiful just to see and just bloom, right, in this season, in the last couple of years. So I just want to ask a question. I know we're going to keep drilling down into this, but and can you give us an example of what it feels like today to have yourself in a moment, to be able to show up to yourself with your wants and your desires? Gosh, I can think of a lot of examples, uh, but I think I feel so much better in my own skin. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as worried about what others think of me. I'm not as concerned about what Ian perceives about me, or maybe some of the um, the challenges that we face. I'm I'm not as um, I guess I just feel stronger and more. And in fact, here's a great example. Um, Ian used to say to me that when when I introduced myself to someone, instead of leaning forward and leaning in to say hello, I kind of backed up, and that's kind of a metaphor for how I used to live, I think, and how I used to um, experience myself. And now I'm, I'm conscious of that. And I lean, I lean in. Um, and I think I feel like that's how, you know, I'm better at leaning into my relationships. Um, I think with my own children, being able to be more honest, at times when maybe that honesty could create conflict or, yeah, conflict, I'm more um, able to sit, maybe say a hard thing. And I was never able to do that before. Um, cause I was just afraid that, Oh, they're not going to like me. Or, you know, I think the, the way I would describe myself is I, I used to be kind of the, as a young child, the, the good girl, like I wanted to do the right thing. And I wanted to, to always be positive and to be good so that I wouldn't create constant. So my parents wouldn't be upset with me. And I feel like now I would call myself, um, a, you know, an honest woman. Like I, I want to be more honest and authentic and um, not worry so much about being good. Wow. Was that your old story, new story title? Yes. I love that. Ian, what's it been like for you to watch this becoming in Anne? Oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, you know, Annie and I've had a rugged couple of years, not, I mean, just in terms of life circumstance, not the two of us, but in the crucible of some of those, some of those difficult times, Annie came, I think, face to face with um, a 
choice that had to be made, right? I, I can either keep going the way I'm going or I can come to the party of life in a, in a new way. And so it's been really fun to watch. And what's really great uh, is, I hope for you, has been this experience that the more she shows up, the more beautiful she is, the more attractive she is, the more um, uh, interesting she is. You know what I mean? Instead of, I think some people think, oh, if I just merge or go along to get along, that that person, you know, is going to be attractive. Actually, it's the person who stands up, even in the, even forcing the water to go around them. Then you're like, oh, now that's interesting. There's a person there that's really, you know, sticking up for themselves and being themselves. And I, so it's been beautiful to watch, really. And been a great, brought a lot of joy to us. Yeah. And I think typically, you know, nines, um, what's the saying? They start off slow and then taper off. Like they really, um, that, that can be a, a challenge. And that was definitely a challenge for me. And I think this journey I've been on in the past couple of years, I've stuck with it and I've been consistent. And um, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily see change right away. And then, you know, down the road, you look back and go, wow, like, look what happened there. Look who I've become. And it's just been a consistent, slow progress. So that was, that's been cool to see because that helps me as a nine to go, oh, like stick with it because change will, will happen and does happen if you stay the course, you know, stay on the path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing that out, Annie, that it's the, it's the little things over time that yield the big results and just sticking with it every day, whether it's Al-Anon or readings or a group or the Enneagram, but you've chosen a path and you've stayed on it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't celebrate the becoming of Anne Cron into herself um, because it's absolutely been beautiful. I remember um, one time over the past couple of years, we were having dinner and they put us where we didn't really want to sit, but we were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And you said, no, it's not fine. I'd really like to move. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Anne, go speak up for what you want. And for a nine and just knowing you over the past, uh, gosh, close to 30 years, um, it was really go with the flow. You know, you decide, what do you want? And I loved when you said, I'd like to move. Um, so we did. We got up, moved our tables, and it was a great evening together. Um, but I agree wholeheartedly with Ian that the more you become yourself, just the more the more there is to enjoy, the more there is to um, learn from you, engage with you, hear your perspective. So, yay. Ian, uh, tell me about for you, uh, what changes have you seen um, in yourself over the years? Mm. Wow. Well, um, lots. I, I think I spent a lot of the years you know working to get over childhood for crying out loud you know i just i was just spent so much time uh there was so much work i had to do and i was fortunate because i had a wife who gave me space to do that work uh, and there was a lot to do and i can't hide that there just was a lot to do um and um i think over the years gosh you know it's always hard to sort of self-assess but 
I think I'd, I'd like to think I've become a more compassionate, a kinder person. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to think that uh, um, I've developed a kind of wisdom around other people. And and um, but gosh, I, I sure have an awful long way to go, you know. And and of course, my own recovery has been a huge part of that journey, you know. And trying to navigate the world of developing a spiritual life that's inclusive and caring and kind. And I don't know, that's one of those questions I wish someone else could answer. Could so, or wish someone else could say, gee, this is how you, you know, like. Uh, well, I can say something. I think yes. one of the ways um, or the things I see, the growth I see in Ian is um, he's kinder to himself. Hmm. And that has made a huge difference. And, you know, it's not like there are days when that's hard, but um I see that as being a huge catalyst for, you know, outward um, expression. Um, when you can have compassion for yourself, then you're going to be more compassionate in your relationship. You're going to be, you know, maybe have more courage in, in your relationships. And so I definitely see that in, in Ian, especially in recent history. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, contrast the nine and the four and we haven't made reference to the fact in this episode that Anne, you're a nine in your four which any regular listener might know but it's like Anne, you described as a nine that there was this emerging like the caterpillar and the chrysalis that becomes a butterfly and it's an emerging and ian for you even as anthony talks about uh the the kindness to yourself instead of emerging it feels like a dropping into and uh, that you've dropped into yourself. And I'll never forget, there's a period around uh, 2006 or seven when you were uh, looking to where you're going to move and what you're going to do before you went to Nashville. And there was a church opportunity where our paths crossed. We hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. And I think we'd only talked to each other once. And just that season of life where we hadn't connected deeply. And I remember I was with you face to face for the first time at this church where you're considering relocating. And you had just really been in a deep season of contemplative prayer and really uh, more deeply experiencing and, and pursuing contemplative spirituality. And I just remember sitting with you going, there's something so settled in you that one of the things that sparked our relationship when we were young back in our late 20s was like this uh this mutual hyperactivity that was inside and being able to spark jokes back and forth for 20 minutes and uh and that's still there in you thankfully and i can still do that too but it's no longer forced and it's like you can turn a faucet and choose to open that and have what come out in a way that's very consistent with your kindness to yourself and your kindness to others as uh, as opposed to when we were younger, you know, it's like a flip gets switched and the whole, you know, dam bursts and everything comes out. So I've really enjoyed that. And that's been encouraging for me, who I, I, instruct, I struggle with just kind of being present to myself. And so as I seeing you guys on the screen, dropping in and kind of flowing out. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great analogy, Michael. I love that you put words to, to actually what I was feeling as I was thinking about the growth I've seen in both of you over the years. And it's right. It's like there's this blossoming that's emerging with Anne. And there's this larger than life Ian that's really 
really come in and been become very solid and very grounded, very peaceful. And I love that you're being gentle and kind with yourself. Mm. I feel that when I'm with you. Mm. It gives me permission as a one to be kinder and gentler with myself. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, you know, I spent a lot of, as a good four, I spent a lot of years as a sort of a quietly tortured soul, you know, and, and that's true. I mean, I, I, especially as a self-pres four, I, I, I didn't look to others. I didn't necessarily ooze suffering, I don't think, on the outside, but on the inside, I, I definitely quietly suffered a lot. And there was a lot of um, internal warfare that went on. And I'm just glad to say that it's not what it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say obviously, Ian and I spent a lot of time together. Uh, but I think the inner narrative for Ian has changed. It's different than what it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The accusing voices, things that he wrestled with, like that, that there just seems to be peace there. Mm. Well, it's better. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, an obvious statement, but there's so many people that listen to podcasts looking for hope and listening to this program, uh, looking for hope to change. And here we are talking about your marriage of 33 years. We've been married 30 years. And the implicit reality is that we can change and we do change. And Ian, you're talking about things that everyone on the screen and in this conversation saying, yeah, we we see that we resonate with that and and you too and julianne and i could say the same and anthony i know you enough to know that you've done this work but my question crons is this when you were standing at the altar 33 years ago uh did you have any idea how hard marriage actually was to get to this place well that's a rhetorical question right (laughs) (laughs) i mean of course not you know you you you're a young kid and you go in with lots of, uh, you know, you're, you're jumping off a rock into the water. You know what I mean? Like you, you just, and you don't know that it's going to be filled with incredible joy, incredible sorrow, you know, that there, there are going to be seasons of great difficulty and of great celebration. And, you know, um, you some days uh, you you stay in a marriage because of the power of the promise you make. You, you know what I mean? Like you don't feel great. It doesn't. You know you may not like each other. You may. You, there are days you don't. You know there are days you struggle. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't want to have anybody else to do life with except Annie. You know, and um, but no, we had no idea what we were doing. Does anyone have any idea of what they're doing at the altar? They have no idea what they're doing. No, if we did, none of us would ever get married. Yeah. <laughs> That's possible, I guess, yeah. You know, it's it's difficult enough to stay married. We know that, that over 50% of marriages don't make it. Um, but it's even more difficult to stay married well and connected yes. and to not lose yourself. So for both of you, and for I think all of the nine Enneagram numbers, uh, it provides the opportunity to become yourself, right? That's the huge thread through all the Enneagram numbers. So you've talked about uh, the ways that you've done individual work through the Enneagram and other other uh, opportunities. How have 
each of you impacted the other in positive ways. So Ian, for you as a four, or let me ask it this way, Anne, for Ian as a four, how has he impacted you for growth? And Ian, for Anne as a nine, how has she impacted you for growth? Well, I think um, one of the great things that about Annie is, is that she's very steady. And I need a steady person in my life, you know, because I mean, I'm not as bad as I was. I mean, as a younger man, I was really mercurial and up and down and left and right. I mean, emotionally very, you know, um, active. And, um, you know, Annie is just a very steady, calming presence, you know. And, um, you know, when I went crazy at times, Annie sort of stayed steady. You know, I needed that. The other thing is, you know, Andy's just taught me a lot. You know, like, for example, one of the things I thank God for all the time is just how great a mom Ann is and was. You know what I mean? Like, watching her parent children was beautiful. You know, there's just a sort of a a goodness, you know, about Ann as a nine. You know, like, we we have a very injured dog right now, right? Our, Our Percy broke his back and he's in a harness, you know. And I just sort of observe Annie in the way that she cares for him. You know what I mean? There's this kind of understated, but ever present kindness and goodness just showing up for him. And, you know, Annie is just like the, the best. She's the person you want on a road trip with you. You know what I mean? Like you don't want a bunch of fours in the car on a road trip. You know, it doesn't end well. You need a nine in that car to keep the thing on the road and to keep things just even, you know, in ways that are are quite beautiful. Our kids call Anne constantly. They only seem to call after eight o'clock at night too, which drives me crazy because that's usually when I'm starting to think about bed. But she'll just stay up until 11 o'clock talking to them. My kids love to talk with mom, you know? Not that they don't like to talk to me, but it's interesting that they... She's such a good connecting person, you know, such a good connecting person. And I think in recent years, too, it's been so fun to watch her develop. And, and so her nineness has really taught me about steadiness. It's, it's taught me about faithfulness. Uh, it's taught me about keep it simple, stupid. You know, as we like to say in the rooms, Andy knows how to keep it simple. Um, and yeah, I mean those have been great life lessons for me. It's beautiful to hear you uh, talk about her that way and to talk about her heart. And I wish we could have a video because her head is ever so slightly behind yours turned and there's this bashful smile. (laughs) And the bashful smile is like, this feels so good to hear. And it's just really, really beautiful. And to see you guys together, it's, 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 it's awesome. I'm just grateful for uh, the Enneagram. And for the journey that, you know, this journey of self-discovery and um, what did they start calling it in the 70s, self-help. But it's really uh, a cultural opportunity through media and words and other ways to actually become. And what a gift it is as human beings. You know, Percy and Max and Ruby are dogs. They're not about becoming. They're just about uh, getting petted every day and getting their next, next meal. And I'm just struck by what a gift it is that we can change, that we can experience transformation. So, Anne, what ways has Ian's foreness helped you to grow and become more of who you are in your marriage? Gosh, I can think of a, a number of ways. And um, 
One of them is Ian has helped me to stay on the path because when he sets his mind to something, uh, he just goes for it and really gives it his all. And um, that's helped me to, to challenge myself, um, not to give up, not to just uh, zone out, become slothful. And it's not just in the area of, say, maybe, you know, he'll right now he's been on um, such a great health kick you know, consistent exercise and, you know, eating well and all that, but it's, um, there's so many other ways, spiritually, emotionally, fours um, are all about, you know, feelings and going deep and that stuff used to s- scare me to death. Um, and it still does sometimes, sometimes it feels like a lot, um, fours are a lot, um, but did you see the body language there? Yeah. <laughs> the big eyes. The big eyes. Just, yeah. A lot. A lot. The hands start to tremor. Yeah. But you still leaned in when you said a lot. So that's good. Right. Um, but that's that's really challenged me. And it's interesting because um just this week, Ian asked me a question. He said, Hey, um, and he didn't, he said, you know, I don't want an answer now. Like, let's. I know, you know, nines tend to need to process, right? So let's talk about this another time. But here's the question, like, how's our marriage? Like, what are ways, uh, positive things, things that we need to work on? And when he asked the question, I, I did. I got these big eyes like, oh, man, that's such a hard question for me. And it, and it feels very, like, intrusive or just feels like it's taken away my peace, you know, my akuna matata. And, and yet... Um, that's so important. It's important for me to lean into that and think about uh, and really process like, oh, what, what are what are the ways that our marriage has been? It's easy for me to to think about the the good parts. It's more difficult for me to 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 focus and talk about, oh, where do we, you know, where do we need to grow here? Where do we need to? Because then it makes me feel like, oh, what have I done wrong? Like, you know, it it shines a light maybe on some of those places where I need to really grow and change and, and all for good. Right. But sometimes I think, oh no, this is too much for me. I just want to keep that internal and external peace, but I'm so grateful because it's, it's definitely helped me along, you know, in my journey and on my path. Um, and I used to feel like, oh, Ian's way beyond me. Like I'll never catch up in terms of his emotional strength, you know, and his spiritual strength. And I used to kind of wallow in that, like, oh, you know, I I feel so inferior and I don't feel that way at all now, thankfully. Um, I know I'm on my own journey, you know, Ian's on his own journey, but um, it's been, you know, in more recent history, I'm grateful to be challenged in that way. And I think fours are are all about that. Well, Annie, um, you opened the door to kind of the shadow side, if you will, of our numbers, right? Um, because we we struggle, there's the unhealthy aspects, um, and you you mentioned a little bit of how Ian's fourness, if you will, um, has been maybe an irritant that's caused some growth. But I wonder if you both might peel back or pull back the curtain a bit and talk about the the low side of your numbers and. One, how that's affected each other negatively. And then how did you overcome that? Hmm. 
Okay, you get to go first on that question. I want to see how hot it's going to get before I go. <laughs> um, for me, I uh, tend to just stuff my feelings, especially if it's if I'm angry or if I'm annoyed, and it comes out very passive aggressively and. Sometimes I, you know, I won't bring something up because I feel like I'm a nag. So it ends up causing more conflict than it would if I just came out and said, would you, you know, pick up your, you know, it's still an example, like pick up your clothes, like put your clothes away. Um, and instead I'll. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? Are you saying that I'm a slob? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she doesn't say you put pick up your clothes. She says pick up your effing clothes. Well, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that. But one I... of the things that Annie is most proud of as a nine is that she now says the f bomb, and she does. Yeah. I will say regularly. Yeah. Well, nice. that's that's actually something that's helped. Swearing has really helped me. Come uh, on. Yeah. Assert myself and um, and get that anger out. Whether it's like driving on the highway or. Uh, in conversation, it's been a release for me. It's like getting out years of that stuffed, like, anger. But I don't want to miss that point because you said, <laughs> instead of just saying, pick up your clothes, yeah, you get passive aggressive. So don't get off that track. You were sort of making a point there. Oh, just that that's, that's my, you know, part of my shadow side is, um, is avoid, avoiding mm -hmm. conflict so much so that when, you know, when whatever I'm stuffing finally comes out, it's, it's sideways and it's way worse than if I had just come out initially and, you know, been honest with how I feel and just said it. And yeah. I, and I, sometimes I think, wow, I, I just turned 60. Like that's so childish. Like, you know, and we've known each other for, almost 40 years. Yeah. 40, 40 years. years. Um, it's amazing how those patterns, right. Those ways of being, uh, in the world don't go away easily. And it, it takes, it takes practice. When I get out of practice, I, I can observe myself being, being that, you know, that, that old, it's that old story. Oh, you've, you've rewritten that. Like you don't need to stay in that place. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the, the swearing part, of course, in certain circles, you know, there's certain words you just can't say, but for a nine, it's like, you're, you're saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm feeling. Take it or leave it. Right. And that's the that's kind of the growth edge for the nine. So we can chuckle about that, but there really is a kind of um, socially inappropriate in whatever community moment that we have to risk in our becoming, you know. And for me, it's that sense of of saying, "No, I can't do that right now because I'm absolutely exhausted." Uh, but doing that in a kind way and risking that people will reject that. And, oh, my goodness. And, you know, I remember one of the first times I heard you do that. And I'm not your husband, but I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> you know, that that's that's it was just great to hear that passion inside of you. Um, and I don't know anybody who is a human being who when they hit their thumb with a hammer or when somebody cuts them off in traffic, there's not just something that you have to get out that only certain words seem satisfying. Yeah, it's been very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that 
when I was in a recent situation where I would not have been appropriate for me to swear, I could actually text Anne, fuck, 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 <laughs> and, and she got it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was about me. <laughs> don't take all the credit. <laughs> yeah, don't flatter yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Annie, thank you for your honesty and your transparency and your vulnerability um, in your share. Ian, tell us, if you will, tell your listeners um, how the low side of your four has negatively impacted your relationship and how have you overcome that? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think, um, gosh, I'm an intense person. Uh, I am a withdrawing type, fours, fives, and nines. And he's a withdrawing type as well. Yes. Uh, and so I do withdraw pretty heavily. I mean, like almost flawlessly, I withdraw. Um, I can become, I can be very broody at times. Um, you know, I don't want to paint myself with too mean a brush here, but, you know, these are just the facts of the, of the, I, I wear the world. You know, like I, I, I'm somebody who feels things deeply. I carry them deeply. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes I carry too much of the world, you know. Um, and, you know, obviously my, my problems and, you know, with addictions in years past, you know, have been a, a burden, you know, uh, thankfully not now, you know but we've known each other a long time. She's seen me through a lot of seasons and um, you know, I, you know, I'm sure that I'm, you know, you don't know how to gauge this in the present, but I have not always been easy to live with. You know what I mean? Like I am a bucket of contradictions and um, I, I do think along life's way, a saving grace for me has been this, this I do have an acute knowledge of my own, um, my own flaws, you, you know, like I'm aware of them. I'm not, I'm not unaware of them. And um, so that, that has been a help at least, you know, like I'm not like, thankfully a, a narcissist who can't, can't see their own problems. I'm like, Oh no, I am acutely aware of my own problems, you know? And, but I, yeah, I got, you know, I, I don't know. I think as a younger man, I was a lot more to take handle than I am now. Do you think, or have you just been beaten down so hard that you don't even notice it? <laughs> I saw her nodding her head. I know what you're yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. You have um, just that. And again, I think it, it really goes back to the whole notion of self-compassion. Like, I think that's, that's been huge in your, uh, in your journey. Like it, like it is really for all of us, right. Getting to that place where you're okay with who you are, you know, regardless. Um, and I think that's helped you, you know, maybe just have more, space for for outward focus okay folks i hope you enjoyed this part of our interview with ian and ann guest hosted by michael and julianne cusick we're offering this full interview as an exclusive on our typology institute membership in which you get podcasts every month newsletters every month and a town hall q a with ian every month it's such a fun community y'all Come join us at typologyinstitute.com slash membership. 
This is Anthony Skinner signing off. We love you. Have a great week.